Welcome to your bucket list buster travel show. Your bucket list travel show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running a travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in weekly and give yourself permission to focus on yourself, create lifelong memories with family and friends, and finally, learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. I'm here to make your travel dreams come true. I believe that everyone deserves time to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect, so I'm going to provide you with the current tricks, tips, and trends to have stress-free travel experiences. Welcome to your Bucket List Buster. Hola, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, bordarde, everything's iry, and good afternoon. Welcome, I'm your bucket list buster. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. Today's show is about St. Lucia. See, taste, and feel St. Lucia. We're going to have a fantastic show. It's going to be so much fun today. My thought of the week. The excitement of getting ready for a trip is one of the best feelings in the world to me. When I go on vacation, it's usually at a time that I really need it. I've been in the trenches since the end of January, and I'm always preaching to you guys about disconnecting to reconnect, and I so desperately feel the need right now. So as I start thinking about our upcoming trip, I start to look at the things I need to do, such as... I need to make sure my office is prepared for me to leave. Take care of all my loose ends to make sure customers know I'll have limited availability and they feel secure that their reservations are in a position for me to step away for a while. Then comes the trip itself, plotting our route since we are starting with a road trip, finding places we may want to eat along the way and stay. We don't try to do the whole thing in one day anymore. That's for young people. Part of the adventure is just learning to enjoy the journey. So instead of trying to do all 17 hours in one day, we, we like to take our time. We drive until we're tired or right before we get too exhausted. We stop someplace that hopefully uh, we've plotted out. If not, we find something just impromptu and we spend the night, find a great meal and just relax and get up early and start all over. With age, you learn to enjoy that journey. So I guess I'll download the recommended apps from Too Many Adapters so we can find us a hotel on the fly. Also, I need to purchase some hardware from the wireless traveler so I can stay connected. Some uh, so that I can make sure nothing falls apart while we're at least in the States. Then comes what what to wear. What can I fit in? I'm not having very much success this year on getting this winter weight off. I think part of it is uh, laziness. Part of it is I've been working really hard and not taking time for myself. I've not been disconnecting. I posted a packing list on Facebook, on the Facebook page yesterday, so I hope you'll use it. I'm going to try and use it. I'm really starting to get excited. 
I love to travel, as you probably can tell, and every time we go someplace, I learn to, and see something new. So stay tuned to learn more about my adventure, and I'd like to hear about yours. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Meetup, we're starting a meetup. Yes, we are, your bucket list buster here in Central Texas first, and then we'll expand it. I have plenty of places for you to tell me your travel story and post us some pictures. Like I said, today's show is really exciting. We have Kelly Fontanelle Clark from the St. Lucia Tourism Board, one of the most exciting islands in the Caribbean. We also have information about what to pack, new dress code rules from Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, and a new theme spearheaded by Vikings Cruise Line's president that reflects his love for Einstein. We're going to go ahead and take that first break of the uh, show, and when we get back, we'll get into what to pack when it's time to go. So this is your Bucket List Buster, and I'll be back in a minute. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. So let's just talk about, we're all about to start planning for our summer vacation. Some of us have already been on spring break, but the summer is the time that we really get excited about where we're going to go and being able to stay extended lengths of time because the kids are out of school. So what do we take with us? First, I did post a picture of a packing checklist and you can do it based on your destination. So if you're going to a cold destination like to Alaska, you would pack something different than if you were going to a beach in say Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Same thing for Europe. It's a a different um, climate so you want to make sure that you pack appropriately. But first we want to look at collect all your important travel documents, cash and credit cards. So about two weeks out, I always start putting my documents. That's, a, that's not even right. That's a lie. I put my documents in my document holder as soon as I get them. So as soon as I make my flight arrangements, I print them out. I put them in my document holder. My hotel confirmations, I print them out, I put them in my my travel document holder, and so on and so forth. I leave my passport in that document holder so that it's ready to go at all times because I'm always ready to go on a trip. 
So start collecting all your important documents in a, in a document organizer of some form, something that holds your passport, uh, credit cards, ID, coins, documents, a boarding pass, and a pen. That's a bit much. I have a bag, a travel bag. Um, it's a backpack purse that I bought when I was going on a river cruise over in Eastern Europe. And it has several different pockets. And that is what I use to start collecting all of these items in. You don't really want a passport document holder that holds all of that. I don't think. That's my personal opinion. You may disagree with me. Some people use the fanny pack. But that's such a dead giveaway on I am Mr. or Mrs. Tourist and come get me because I've got a fanny pack on. That, again, is my opinion. That's the way I feel. But I do have a, a backpack that I carry um, all of these items in. And you need a pen. Why do you need a pen? Because if you're going out of the country, you're going to have to do um, some paperwork as you're entering into another country and as you're returning to the United States. So you'll need your passport and visa, personal ID, including a student ID card if you have one. This is where the global entry card is, is invaluable to me because I could technically leave my driver's license at home unless I'm gonna rent a car someplace, um, but it, it suffices as my, my ID if I'm not taking my passport around. All the pertinent information that's in, that's a part of my passport is a part of the global entry card. Frequent, frequent flyer cards, loyalty program. I guess you could, you know, that's important if uh, you don't have it on your phone. Cash and credit cards. Let's talk about how much cash to take. Unless you are a huge shopper, and unless you plan on purchasing large art items or large pieces of furniture or those type of thing, and unless you're staying longer than a week, about, about $500 is usually what I take for cash because you don't want to have too much cash on you, um, but you want to have some cash for places that you don't want to use your credit card. There are places that you don't need to use your credit card, but we'll talk about it on a different day. Health insurance card documents. Know that your health insurance from the United States sometimes does not cover you in an international setting. That is one of the reasons travel protection is so important because it does provide you some health insurance coverage while you're abroad. Um, reservations, itineraries, hotel, tour contact information, transportation tickets, and emergency contact. Make sure that your family members back home have all this information so that if uh, you need to get in, cut, uh, get in contact with them because of lost documents, someone at home has a copy of it. Um, also, prepare your personal items on a carry-on bag. That's what I was talking about. In my backpack that I use, I, I put a smaller purse inside of it. It's large enough for me to put a purse inside of it. Um, I do take my medication, my toiletries, uh, swimsuit if I'm going to the beach. So when I get there, if my room is not ready, all of our travel documents and um, our mobile devices and chargers and, and headphones cameras, sunglasses, reading glasses, all of that type of stuff. Things that you'll need immediately, um, things that are important 
when you get there and things that you don't want lost in the event that something happens to your check-in luggage. Books, magazines, games, so on and so forth. Hand sanitizers, of course, and um, so on. Then choose your main bag. And I use a lightweight um, um, bag that is hard-sided and soft-sided by Samsonite is who I actually use and I love it because it's lightweight um, and it's different because it is hard and soft so there's not many people that uh, have a bag that look like mine in fact I haven't seen anybody and it's purple I love purple so I absolutely love that and no one can mistake my bag for anybody else organize your items in your bag make sure that you can you have things that you'll need immediately on top um, like if you're going on a cruise and you fly to Miami and you're spending the night the night before, you don't want to have to go through your luggage to try and get to things on the bottom um, for the next morning. Put that stuff on top so you can just grab it. And then when you get to the, the port, you can just hand them your bags and they can take your bags and you go on about your business. How are the items? Um, how, here are items you don't want to forget basics lightweight clothing that can be layered pants and shorts socks shirts t-shirts belt pajamas underwear sunglasses all of those are subjective some of us don't use some of those things um, so use what you're accustomed to using swimsuits or swim trunks of course and of course do not ever put your good jewelry even bad jewelry in your check-on luggage because people will mistake it for something really good if it's not and they'll tear up your bag trying to get to something they think is real just a word of caution pack your toiletry bag if you have something more than three ounces of course you want to put that in your check bag and don't forget I have so many so many times forgotten and picked up a um, bottle of something at a destination for cooking it's always something that I a spice or some kind of sauce that I can't uh, find here in the states and I want to bring it back home and then um, they take it from me lotion or makeup the same thing so let's talk about you know one of the, one of the things on the checklist that I provided on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and everywhere are some um, some things about travel health and there's no way to make this stuff exciting I know that um, but some of the things that you may want to take extra other than your cologne and hair products and that type of stuff is making sure you have a sewing kit. Um, and some scissors, but a, a first aid kit, a small first aid kit, bandages, gauze, adhesive, and I find very um, important a lot of times is an antibiotic ointment. Just for small scratches even, you'll feel more comfortable if you've got that type of thing in your bag. If you get a small cut, depending on where you are in the world, that could be a very serious situation or turn into one, so you will make sure you have that. Always take pain relievers and fever relievers. I take mine usually because of too many um, 
too many um, rum punches, but sometimes, you know, we get headaches, sinuses. We never know what the environment's going to give, provide for us. They even recommend a thermometer, which I never take with me, but that could work. Um, And then most important, diarrhea medicine. I know it's not sexy, y'all, but it's the truth. and, And it is things that you'll be glad that you have in your bag in the event that you have one or the other when you're going too much or not going at all it could be a terrible, terrible situation on a vacation. And the most important thing I think is insect repellent, mosquito netting or sting reliever. And of course your um, sunscreen and um, it's something aloe vera cream or lotion or something like that in the event that you do get sunburned. Anything that you think that you would need in case of emergency that doesn't may not require you to go to a doctor, but you'd be glad that you have it in a bag. And I just kind of put that stuff in a plastic Ziploc bag and put it in my check luggage and I just send it on through. I may put a small bottle of uh, sunscreen in my purse and my carry on so that when I get to the beach, because a lot of times your rooms aren't available when you first get there and you want to put your swimsuit on, you still have that kind of thing in your bag. You also want to make sure that you have a light jacket or um, some type of lightweight clothing that you can carry with you. And always remember and consider uh, travel security. You want to keep things close to your body that you find important, like your wallet. Um, Some people have bra wallets. Some people carry their passports in their little fanny packs. My dad gave me his fanny pack. It's not really a fanny pack. He's an ex-cop, so he gave me this thing that really hugs you close to your body um, and you can put all your things in it. So people would have to literally go up under your clothes if they were going to try and take your wallet or something away from you. They live in Chicago, so you, I, I won't say any more about that. Then the other thing is make sure you prepare your home for um, leavings. Call the post office, have them hold your mail especially if there's no one that's going to be checking on your house or no one lives there. It's very important. And and I have to be very conscious of this because on this trip, especially I'm going to do a lot of social media and that can be very dangerous if no one is at your home. Um, Especially if you're posting or sending pictures while you're there. A lot of times I delay some of that information so that you don't quite know that I'm gone, but then it comes through. And so, you know, you never know when I'm at home or when I'm not at home. But if no one is there checking on your house, you want to make sure that your house is um, safe. Stop your newspapers, uh, set up email autoresponders. Now I've I've gotten mixed conversations about the email out out of office because sometimes it can cause you to get uh, spammed a lot or you know, you get these viruses because people are so sophisticated now with how they they tag you. So that, you know, that's up to you. Arrange pet care, of course, prepaid bills. So the worst thing can happen is you come back, your lights are turned off. In my situation, I'm always afraid that something's going to flood or something like that when the house is left alone, which I, I probably won't be doing that anymore. Empty the refrigerator. I'm, I never even thought about that. That's a really good one. Turn down the heater turn the washing machines off. I mean, anything that can go wrong in the house, you want to make sure that you 
um, take care of it um, before you leave. Try to think things in advance so that something desperately doesn't happen. And leave a house key and trip itinerary with a friend or a neighbor. So in the event that, you know, you need to have people checking on what you're getting done. So those are some great ideas for um, making sure that you get prepared for your trip. Some of them are exciting. Some of them aren't. But I guess you can tell in my voice I'm starting to get excited about my trip. And so I'm really uh, these are the things that I'm having to go through and just, you know, overpacking. There's a guy that I've been trying to get on the show that talks about how to not overpack. So as this morning, as we were taking our walk with the dog, I was sitting, we were going, I was going through a mental checklist of what I needed to take on this trip. So we're riding in the car. So, you know, you don't really need a whole lot uh, with what you're going to wear. And, um, then the rest of it, you kind of go, well, what am I going to do during the day? I'm going to sit by the pool. I'm going to be in the water. I'm going to be by the ocean. So that's swimsuits and stuff. I'm going to go take a tour of the properties that we go visit. So I'll have to cover up somewhat for that. Then nice dinner. I'll want to wear a sundress or something like that. I'm always afraid that I'm going to get cold if the weather is not as perfect as I want it to be. So I always take a little um, wrap or something that I can put on with my sundress um, in the evening so that it doesn't ruin my evening because if I get cold, I go to bed and I'm not going on vacation to go to sleep at 8.30 like I do here at home. Well, I'm going to take a quick um, quick break and when I get back, we'll kind of talk about some other news like what's happening with Europe and the visa-free um, do we need visas when we go to Europe or do we not? That is one of the discussions that or topics that's coming up and something I think we kind of need to talk about if you're planning to go to Europe this year. So we're going to take a quick break. This is Karen, your bucket list buster, and I'll talk to you in a minute. Peaks Cruises and Tours works with professional leisure and family groups to create a customized and stress-free travel experience. Peaks is your concierge and your bucket list buster. We provide personalized attention to the details from destination selection, daily activity planning, to milestone event creations that result in memories of a lifetime. Let Peaks Cruises and Tours help you with your group travel plans. Call us at 512-252-8919 or at peakscruisestours.com. That's P-E-E-K-S cruisestours.com. Your travel concierge. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. I hope everyone is having a fantastic time today. So some countries require you to have a visa. We've talked about passports in the past, but uh, today I'm just going to quickly talk about visas. Some countries require them, such as China, Brazil, and some others. Um, the Europe at this particular point does not require you to have one, but there is some discussion about whether or not Americans will have to be required to have visas in the coming years or months. So we'll need to keep an eye on that. But some things to avoid about um, or misgivings about um, visas, misunderstandings. You want to make sure that you check out your expir expiration dates, and that goes with passports as well. Countries, almost every country in the world requires six months validity remaining on your passport for entry, as well as applying for a visa. So check your expiration 
passport expiration dates prior to applying for your visa. Make sure you take the right photo. When submitting your visa application, you usually need at least one passport photo. Countries are specific about their requirements. No sunglasses, no hats, and specific formatting. Never staple the photo to your application. It could void the entire application, which would delay your, your processing. Remember, a visa isn't a guaranteed admission into the country in which you're entering. That means when you get to that particular country, they do not have to let you in. The immigration officer at the point of entry at the country you're going to is the ultimate authority and determines if you will be allowed to enter or not. So keep that in mind. Most likely you will be okay, but if there is any type of political strife going on between the United States and that particular country, chances are you may have a, a little more difficult time getting in. Those are just some things to keep in in, um, in your sights. So travel news this week. Well, I'm really excited about this and I hope you are. Um, there are going to be no in-flight phone calls as of now. I'm so happy. They are calling this a victory for Americans across the country who like me, value quiet, but there is a separate proposal looking at banning calls on frequencies like Wi-Fi. So that means you can't make any calls. And I know there are some people that disagree with that, but here's my thought. The plane is small enough. We're sitting very closely together anyway. People are sneezing, snoring, sleeping, laying their heads on you. Babies are crying. There's a lot going on in this small space, this small confined space. There are people that talk very loudly when they're not on the telephone. And they talk especially loud when they are on the telephone, especially if the, the reception is not very good. Who wants to hear someone else's in, uh, phone conversation on a plane? Now, if they were to create a section of the plane where you could go to to talk, like on those long international flights when business people are trying to get from point A to point B, you're going to a new country for a particular meeting and you need to make sure some things are taken care of. Okay, I can deal with that. But I still think there should be a separate space. That's my personal humble opinion. Second bit of travel news is Seattle is trying out a new concept at the port um, for the cruises, they are now offering airport bag check-in. I think this is fabulous. This could mean that your bags get off the ship when you get off the ship and they go directly to the airport and you don't see them until you reach your house. Now, is there a chance that they get lost? Probably, but there's a chance they're going to get lost anyway. But if you don't have to slip those bags from your transfer through check-in, and through all of that, and just they show up when you land at your home city, that would be a fantastic thing, I think. I think that's a good bit of information. I hope it works out well so that we can start doing that. Here's something that's really interesting. Um, guests on Royal Caribbean Cruise Line sailings will no longer be able to wear shorts or tank tops when they go to dine in main dining rooms, even during casual nights. Um, we see that some, I guess, you know, people are starting to get a little more casual about it. It used to be that when you went into the dining hall, when cruising first became very popular, you dressed formally, you were in a gown and a tuxedo or a suit. So we have gone from one extreme to another. And I think Royal Caribbean is just trying to bring back some of the ambiance of 
going into the dining hall when you have dinner, making it a really nice atmosphere for people that want to have nice dinners in the main dining hall without having to pay for specialty dining. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, if you want to wear your shorts and your tank tops, which sometimes I do, especially on those days that you've been out to a port and you've been snorkeling and you've done a lot of activities and you're kind of tired and you don't want to go through the process of taking a shower and totally redressing with full makeup and the whole works, go through the uh, the more informal dining options. The buffet always, you can wear your pajamas up there. They don't really care. So I really think this is great. So they've updated it. The policy is now on its website this week, and it seems like a, an attempt to clear up any confusion about what to wear, and I think that's really cool. So that's the new rules, and you can hear more information about what they think you can wear, such as uh, casual nights. You can wear jeans, polos, sundresses, and blouses, but they've asked guests to keep swimwear to the pool deck. Shorts and tanks will be accepted for breakfast and lunch, but not in the main dining hall for dinner, which is perfectly fine. Cruise line, uh, Carnival Cruise Line and Norwegian both allow shorts to be worn during casual dress nights. So you just determine which one you prefer and you choose your cruise line according to what your preferences are. The TSA, Transportation Security Administration, last week released new guidance for its agents and travelers to improve the airport screening process for transgender flyers. So now there's a video posted on YouTube attempted to recognize transgender traveler needs, and it offers answers and questions and concerns about screening procedures after the agency received a barrage of criticism over how it treats the LBGTQ passengers. So, you know, I think I think we start we kind of need to start communicating. This goes on both sides. Um I love my LBGTQ community and and for some personal reasons, but I just think that we need to start communicating. If if you know it could be an issue, then we need to take people aside and have a conversation with them. And then it becomes, it, it's not a big blown up situation. Or on the other hand, tell the TSA to keep their hands to themselves. But in this particular case, the problem has been when you go through the scanning technology, then the person then is identified by their perceived gender. Um, and that has been causing a problem for everyone. You can go through a pat down conducted by an officer of the same gender. They present in private if you want, or you um, go through the scanner. But um, I think communication is very important, just like people that have uh, pacemakers in their heart and some other hardware in their body that causes them not to be able to go through these devices you know, we may just have to start talking to people a little more and, and folks that are patting down folks and security people out there, I'm telling you, keep your hands to yourself in a way that is not intrusive and, and be sensitive to the needs of people that you are working with. They are still your customers and we, we still need to respect them. So Travel Pulse magazine has reported that St. Lucia, the island that's dubbed the hot Caribbean destination and name it's named St. Lucia in Jamaica and Punta Cana Dominican Republic is still the big sellers for 2017. And that is cool since we have St. Lucia with us today. I'm so excited 
about that. And speaking of that, after the break, we are going to have our guest speaker, Miss Kelly Fontenelle Clark from the St. Lucia Tourism Board. She's going to talk to us today about St. Lucia, what there is to do, why you should go there, how beautiful it is, the food, the activities, the whole work. So don't, don't, don't turn your computer off yet or don't shut off your podcast. If you're close to finishing your run, then do another lap or two. I'm going to take a quick, quick break and we'll be back with our guest speaker here in a minute. This is your bucket list buster and we'll talk to you in a minute. Hi, this is Karen Duncan, host of Your Bucket List Buster. You've heard me talk about the organization that I'm so fond of, Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy, otherwise known as Awa Day. Awa Day will be hosting its first annual benefit concert on Saturday, June the 3rd from 1 to 4 p.m. at Avogadro's Number a music venue at in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. So if you're listening to me from Colorado, we would love to have you out there. That's June the 3rd. Tickets are $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Children under 16 are completely free. This is a fundraiser, so please show up if you're there. Come out. We'll have face painting. We'll have balloon makers. It's a family-free experience to benefit our um, special needs families and our caregivers who need an opportunity to be able to take some time off and have some fun-filled experiences just like the rest of us. So join us on June 3rd in Fort Collins at the first annual benefit concert for Awa Day. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. I have with us today Miss Kelly Fontenelle Clark, the regional marketing manager for St. Lucia, one of the most beautiful islands in the world. Hello, Miss Kelly. How are you? I'm fine, Karen. And how are you? I'm fabulous, fabulous. I'm jealous because you're on that island looking at that I... beautiful sea and water. Oh my gosh, the water is beautiful, blue, clear, blue water. So it is indeed beautiful. I'm sorry, you over there where there's no sea <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know, and I'm so landlocked. I'm I'm in the Austin area, and we have a we have a lake. We do, but it's not like sitting nothing. sitting on your nothing. porch and looking at the water. Yeah, nothing compares to that. So. No, I agree. I totally agree. Do you really? Do you really get how? lucky and beautiful that place is um i do i in fact every time i i go i travel out of st lucia and i come back and Mm -hmm. you know just coming down to the airport um you see the pitons the uh, iconic pitons it just i don't know i can look at it every single day and it just makes me realize how how lucky i am to be living on such a beautiful island yeah Mm-hmm. So how did you how did you get to where you are right now? Who, tell us a little bit about your history in um, working for St. Lucia. Um, well, I have been in the St. Lucia Tourist Board. I think this year is my 26th year. I started really? when I was about two years old. I was <laughs> when I started. <laughs> but um, I always wanted to work in tourism. That was always my dream. So when I did my, um, after high school, I went to college and I started in 
um, hotel and catering, hotel and catering, and then I had to do my internship. Mm-hmm. And I know I wanted to work in tourism, but I never wanted to really work in the hotel. I wasn't too keen on the hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got on my internship with the St. Lucia Tourist Board, and I have been there since. Oh, wow. So you got there and you just stayed. I just Where, stayed. Where'd you go to college? Um, I started college in St. Lucia, then I finished um, in Florida. I went to the Florida International University. Oh, yeah. I'm in, yeah, yeah. in North Miami, yeah. And I did um, hospitality studies over there. And I, my background was tourism. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. So have you always been a regional manager? Where'd you start out at? Actually, when I started in St. Lucia, I think I worked in every department. I worked in... I actually <laughs> well, that's good, though. Yeah, I worked in research for a while. Um, then I worked in the events department and then I worked in, I worked in regional marketing, which was responsible for the Caribbean islands. So I went to most of the mm-hmm. islands to do promotions for St. Lucia. And then, um, I moved up to the U S and I was the manager for the Northeast area. Oh, wow. And then I was got transferred to Florida when we were trying to get the Delta flight. I moved over mm-hmm. to Atlanta and I've been there since. Wow. So going to the Northeast, you were kind of cold up there, weren't you? Oh, going to the Northeast, I knew I didn't want to leave up there for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an island girl now. I couldn't handle that cold weather. My first winter was like, okay, why do people live in that type of weather? (laughs) I know. I know. That's funny you say that because my daughter lives in Miami right now and she's a flight attendant that has to sometimes fly. In fact, today she called me this morning. She was in Canada and she said it was 30 degrees last night when they got there. And that's her question is, why do people do this? Why do they? I but, you know, know if <laughs> but if you've never done anything else, you don't know any different. So no, exactly. So I lived in St. Lucia and I moved to Miami to school and I determined me to New York. I mean, that was like. A culture shock right there, you know? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So St. Lucia is one of, it, my description of St. Lucia is it's like the Hawaiian islands of the Caribbean because Absolutely. the topography. What? Definitely it. It, 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 yeah. it is the Hawaii of the Caribbean. And I, I've been to Hawaii and I, I went there specifically to see why people always say that. And if you've mm-hmm. been to Maui, St. Lucia, right. this, the topo- topography is just the same, yeah. except that we have more things to do, and we right. have um, a lot more diverse hotels, so you get more inclusive resorts, you get That's more true. smaller resorts, and then there's a lot more activities for you to enjoy in St. Lucia. Right, and, that, and we're going to talk about that. So what are the top three things about your destination that you want people to know? Um, St. Lucia, for one, St. Lucia is, has been nominated the world's leading honeymoon destination. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Lucia is for everyone. So you get your honeymooners, your group travel, your single travelers, your family travel. So it is really for, um, for everyone. And we have a diverse accommodation. So there is a lot, a lot of accommodation to choose from. If you like boutique, if you like um, small guest houses, if you like um, villas, if you like all-inclusive, we have something for every type of clientele. That's very true. When we took our tour, uh, when we were in St. Lucia, thanks to you guys, we got a really good drive around the island. The one thing that I really, there are a couple of things that I remember specifically. There was one hotel that was the 
Hotel Chocolate. Chocolate. Hotel, What's the yes, name of that? That is um, Hotel Chocolat. It's actually on a on a cocoa plantation. So they will, they actually right now building a a fact a, a chocolate factory. So they will um, harvest the cocoa from the from the plantation and mm-hmm. the clients who there get a chance of having a menu that is all cocoa based. So you can have something yes. with cocoa chocolate for breakfast, something with chocolate for lunch, something with chocolate for dinner and snacks. And then that, you can also do sorry. No, go ahead. And uh, and I'm saying and you can also do the, the there's a, a chocolate trail. There's a, a tour called the chocolate trail where you can actually see how the cocoa is, is grown, planted, grown, harvested and then turned into chocolate. And that's considered a boutique hotel, right? It is a boutique resort. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah, it was, you know, I, it was in nature. The, the sweets that they have are kind of elevated and it, it almost like you're in a, not in a jungle because it wasn't that dense, but just amongst the trees and yes. it was so light and yes. airy. And I think I had a chocolate martini and it was fabulous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's actually on a, the hotel is actually located in, in on a plantation. So there is, you know, you right. get, you actually do have a beautiful view of the Peter Mountains and then the water is below. Our, but the rooms are quite nice. The rooms are actually can be three walls or right. you can actually yes. close the fourth wall um, if you want to, if you want more um, privacy. Privacy. And then there was another hotel that we went to that had a spa where the treatment rooms were up in the trees. Yes, this is the Viceroy. Um, this is the yes. Sugar Beach by Viceroy Resort. Yes. yes. That was amazing at, too. That's amazing, the spa. And I always say too, you can actually go to the, to the spa and not do any treatments, but just sit down there. In the, it's like a rainforest. And listen mm-hmm. to the river, the water flow, and listen listen to the birds chirp. And this is just so refreshing, um, just being there and not actually doing any treatment. Right. So yeah, the treatment rooms are all in the treetop um, of of the of the. Um, the and that one, you were you were kind of that was kind of settled down in in the middle of the pitons. It was in between the Pitons? It's right in between the Piton Mountains, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell us about the Pitons because that's his, that's what a lot of people come to see in, in uh, St. Lucia. The, yes, the Piton Mountains are, this is our iconic trademark. You know, this is the only place in the world where you could see, you know, you could have that view. And mm-hmm. the Pitons is located in Soufre, in, um, in a town called Soufre. Um, there we have the hotel called Sugar Beach, which is located right in between those, those two Peter Mountains. And they're actually quite, they're about three miles apart. They look very close, but they're actually three miles apart. And you can do a tour. Some of your clients, if, some, if they're very adventurous, they can actually climb um, on the Peter Mountain and go all the way to the top, even spend a night there if they want to. They could hike. Really? Spend a night there, yes. Yeah, it's, it is a World Heritage Site, so it's a pretort of our... Um, it has. It was designated a world heritage site about seven years ago. Um, sorry, that's okay. Okay, you can go ahead. That yeah. So yeah, I I thought the pitons were amazing, absolutely amazing, and it's very seldom that you see on islands 
um, mountains that close in that you can be a part of, you know, right away. You know, there are mountains on yeah. other islands, but they seem to be at a distance. And, and I don't know that people recognize them for them being uh, such a wonderful heritage site like you guys do. Yeah, so, so what are some of the trends you're seeing with clients coming into St. Lucia? Is it mostly honeymooners or, or families? Honeymooners, families and honeymooners. Actually, I was on a flight the, um, I think the second week of March, and I was amazed to see how many families went on that same flight with me. Um, oh. So we do get all those, yes, we do get all the spring breakers, but not the traditional spring breakers, the family um, spring breakers with small children. Right. Trying to find something to do, yeah. So we find a lot, also a lot of single travelers, and that's thanks to the Hotel The Body Holiday. Um, oh. who have, yeah, the body holiday has specific rooms for the single traveler and there is no single supplement for the single traveler. So that is it all inclusive? Very, it's all inclusive, yes. So it makes it a great hotel for girls getaway, you know, golf um, guys for a golf trip and then the single traveler does not have to pay a single supplement and you actually have a room for a single traveler, which is not a tiny, tiny room. Nice. Okay. That's good to know. That's very good to know because we we that's one of the things we struggle with is people that want to travel alone and I'm seeing more and more um women a lot of women, women are traveling yes. by themselves. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's really good. So what's the best time to visit St. Lucia all the time? Um, all year round. St. Lucia <laughs> has beautiful weather all year round. Although during the fall you'll get some really good um packages some discounts both from Air and the hotel. But St. Lucia is an all-year destination. Nice. All year round. And the weather, what's the average temperature there? Average temperature is like between um, from 75, 80 to 88 degrees year round. And we have the cool breeze from the Caribbean Sea and then, you know, the mountains as well. So it's a nice, cool weather most of the time. Is there a rainy season at all? We are in the hurricane season. As well. The rainy season is our hurricane season from June to November. Um, mm-hmm. However, this is sometimes our driest time of year. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the rainy easy. season, but it's, it's dry too. It's that's really dry as well, yes. <laughs> and so tell us about um, any specialty tours or events or adventures that uh, St. Lucia is known for. Um. Some of our, actually, we have some really great special events coming up this year. This year, we launched our um, all-summer festival called Soleil, um, S-O-L-E-I-L, and um, it starts with jazz. Jazz is from May 12th to the 14th, so that's next month. And in June, we have a Roots and Soul Festival. Um, July, June, July, we have Carnival. And in August, we have the Food Food and Rum Festival. And September, Ooh. we have country and blues. And in October, we end it with arts and heritage. So these are six festivals we have that starts in May and that ends in, um, ends in October. And this will be a year-round event, and it's, it's branded as a Soleil Summer Festival. Okay. So our, That's really our good to know. Is all, yeah, our summer is all year round. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it, love it. I do know about the jazz festival. I didn't know about the other festivals. And you're having – I saw – there's something special going on during Mother's Day. 
for for the well, jazz festival? Mother's Day, jazz always ends on Mother's Day. The Sunday is always the, the grand finale for our jazz festival. Ah. So um, this year we're just trying to remind you that also it's Mother's Day, so it's a great time to, you know, take your mom to St. Lucia on Mother's Day, in, you know, for St. Lucia, um, for the St. Lucia Jazz Festival. I think that's so a fabulous to... idea. I hope my kids are yes. listening. <laughs> I hope all... Keep the listening to take the, the mom to St. Lucia for Mother's Day weekend, you know, and then yeah. enjoy the St. Lucia jazz. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some good people coming too. I think I saw Vanessa Williams is going to be there. Vanessa, yeah. We're very excited about that. Yeah. And who who else? Can you name a couple of others that may be there that weekend? We have um, an artist called um, Malavai. He's from, I think he's he's a French artist. Okay. Get you a list of all of the artists that are, um that'll be attending and the time. Yeah, because it's um that's kind of, you've got some you always have some really good um, headliners yeah. during the jazz so festival. Yes. Yeah. So it starts on May 11th. On May 11th, for the Royals, and we have Boo Hingson and the Young Stars. Boo Hingson is one of our local artists in Saint Lucia. Okay. And on Friday we have Malaika um, Trilin and Danilo Perez. And on the, um, we also have Pigeon Island on the Friday we have David Ruther and Andy Narell and also Michael Robinson who's a local um artist. Okay. And it continues with um Blue Mango, Kenny Garrett and Richard Bonner and his group. And the Kenny so- Cubano. Oh, so do you, so is the music in St. Lucia considered reggae or is it something else? The the Our traditional kind of music is, I would say mostly it will be soca and zouk because of okay. our French, our French background. Ah, so there's a French background related yes, to St. Lucia. Was, yes, St. Lucia was seven times French and seven times British. So we got our independence in 1979 from Great Britain. However, we are still part of the British Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Are it, are there any special promotions that are available that you want to, to to tell us about? I know we've talked about the music festivals going on um, until November, but are there any other things that the listeners need to know about? Um, um, we will be having our summer promotions, um, summer travel promotions, San Lucia Rock starting from June and it ends until about November as well. So there will be mm-hmm. also more opportunities for your um for the travelers to get special discounts from hotels, from the airlines, and also things to do on the island. So tell us about things to do on the island, because I know we've got music, we know we've got the pitons, but what what are some of the other activities that people do when they're there? As you said, you can you know you can hike the Peter Mountains. You could do um I love the catamaran cruises. You see the mm. island, you see the coastline, you know via the water. You can go mountain biking um, at the Antmamin Beach. So there are a lot of land activities and for the water activities, you can do scuba diving, snorkeling, and also sea trekking um, that you can do um, as well. And we have some nice plantation tours as well as we talk about the cocoa plantation right? Um, and, and stuff like that. So there is a lot to do on the island. And do you have zip lining? Yes, we have in, we have zip lines through the rainforest um, that you can do, and we also have the, the the cable car where you don't, if you're not really a, you know an adventure person and want to go see through the rainforest, you can actually do the, the, the tram car where you actually just glide through the rainforest. 
Okay. Which the, yeah, which is also great for families. That'd be good for me. That'd be good. <laughs> I always, I always like to look cute. I don't like to look like you know my hazel shuffle up and you know I'm wearing a hairnet. So I do the tr- the trump card for the reinforcement. I can still look cute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. You gotta look cute for sure. Yeah, That's I funny. always look cute. So. <laughs> so tell me what you do on a typical um, day off while you're at home. Um, I like the beach. I like to take my son to the to the beach as well because he loves the water. And mm-hmm. afterwards, um, we always go to have a nice meal at a local restaurant. And it's one of the things we always try and push to tell the travelers. You know, sometimes you have to go out there and eat yes. like a local. Eat yes. like a local. So we have some really, really good moms and pop restaurants. And sometimes some of the best food is like, you know, a hole in the wall. Yeah. You know, on the one and I always say, once you see a line at lunchtime, you know you have to go there for lunch. You know you have to go. Absolutely, it has to be. It has to be good. So, what are what what are the local um, foods that we need to make sure we have when we come to St. Lucia? Uh, one of our national dishes is called green fig and saltfish. It can be made in di- many different forms, but our national dish is green fig and saltfish. Um, and yes. typically, it's normally cooked there on a Friday. So if you go out for lunch on a Friday, that most of the local restaurants will have it. There's uh-huh. also something we call a bouillon. It's like a one pot, a one pot like pepper pot, but a little bit different. And also on a Friday or on a Saturday, that will be available as well. Okay. On a Wednesday or Friday night in Grosley, I like to go by the bay and eat what we call roasted conch or Ooh. roasted fish. Yeah, and that is done with a nice garlic sauce. This is just to die for. This is great. Ooh, conch. I love conch. Yes, nice. Definitely. That's good. So is would you say St. Lucia is definitely a place foodies would enjoy? It People is that... definitely. It will. And then, you know, coming up our food and rum festival, it will show how, you know, it will show the variety of food that you can get into St. Lucia. And it could show all of our local um local ingredients and local food supplies and how how we can integrate it into something exotic, something, you know, gourmet. Mm-hmm. When is the Food and Rum Festival? Uh, August? The Food and Rum Festival is in August, August 24th to the 27th. Okay. That will be a good one for me to come to. I like that. I yeah. like to eat and drink and, and, and rum obviously and, is the spirit of the spirit of the day. <laughs> yep, and the spirit of the islands too, you know. <laughs> well, I only have one last question for you and that is what's on your personal bucket list? My personal bucket list, you mean in travel? Yep. Or activity. I it could be anything. Always one of the things on my, I have a long bucket list, but one of the things on my bucket list is to visit the Vatican on Easter for, to go to church. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> that's one of the things. That's a really good one. Yeah. So you got to so make that happen. That, yeah, I need to make that happen. I can probably get the go on the good for Easter, but I need to get the ticket to be able to hear the Pope's Mass. Um, so exactly. Well. Yeah, so you so have to, to plan have, that. I have to plan that properly and be able to get the tickets as well for that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, good. That's a good one. No one has said yeah. that one to me yet. So that's that's really good, especially <laughs> since we just celebrated Easter. Yeah, and every time we're on Easter, it just reminds me that, Kelly, you haven't done that yet. Kelly, you haven't done that yet. So 
one year I can say, yes, I did it. There you go. There you go. Well, we sure do appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us today about St. Lucia. It's it's definitely one of our favorite islands. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for getting us involved and putting us out there as well. So St. Lucia is a beautiful island. There's lots of things for all for the clients. Um, every single clientele, you know, we have for the honeymooners, the single, you know, the group travel, there is something for every single one. And we have a variety of accommodation and lots and lots and lots of things to do. Yes, you do. Thank you. We appreciate it. Let's get some people to St. Lucia immediately. Yes, well, I'm going to take a quick, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a second. This is your bucket list buster. Thanks for joining us. Hey, if you're going to be in the Austin area on August the 16th, um, a taste of NACE, Austin Bites, that's the National Association of Caterer and Events, are having their annual fundraiser at the Trinity Hall at 311 East 5th Street on, in Austin at uh, 78701. And they are, this is the 17th year that this fundraiser has been around and they're doing something a little different this year. They're putting a twist on their nationally recognized and award-winning fundraiser that is uniquely Austin. Austin. Attendees will experience some of Austin's top culinary talent, a silent auction, bold entertainment, and beats to get you on the dance floor. Proceeds benefit the Foundation of NACE to provide member scholarships to the organization's National Educational and Leadership Conference and their 2017 local charity partner, Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy. Tickets are $85 for members, $100 guest ticket, and you can get a table of 10, of course. So get on out. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, and anytime you can eat a lots of great food by chefs that are doing a competition. It's going to be a wonderful situation. So that could be fun. Well, welcome back to your bucket list buster. Um, I wanted to to end the show with something that, you know, I, I, I just kind of stay away from talking about some of the things that are negative that are going on in the travel and tourism industry, not because I don't have an opinion or that I'm trying to hide anything or, you know, but this show is supposed to be an upbeat educational show that provides you some opportunities. And, um, we do, we've had some things going on in the, in the, um, travel industry, specifically on airlines here recently where people have been kicked off of the plane, um, with or without permission. Some of them have been dragged off and everybody has their own opinion about that. It's never a good idea when people are taken off of a plane. I will say that I believe um, if you're in your seat that they should make other concessions, that they should um, they should probably deal with this prior to people actually boarding and everyone being in their seats is the way I should say it. And I say that because my daughter is a flight attendant. You've heard me say that before. And I as well want my child to be able to come home safely, just as if she were a police officer or a firefighter or someone that is in a high risk situation, a military person. But her job is to keep everyone safe on on the plane until it lands from takeoff to landing. And so I want her to be treated with the same respect that our as we as passengers want to be treated. Um, and so there are some problems with that. But 
I thought not to make light of that particular situation or those two several situations that have come up recently. But just so you know, there are other reasons why you could be asked to be taken off of a plane. Uh, So I thought we would talk about that just briefly, just so you would have an idea and we can all um, act accordingly. Everyone always knows that if you're heavily intoxicated, you can be asked off the plane. That goes without saying. But some of these are, are pretty interesting. You smell bad. Nearly every U.S. airline has a clause in its contract that reserves crew the right to eject any malodorous passenger a shower and deodorant please you're barefoot who would have thought I guess there are some people for religious reasons don't wear shoes but are those people flying most of the time I don't know but shoes they can ask you to leave you dress too provocatively American Airlines states that crew may refuse transport of passengers that are clothed in a manner that would cause discomfort or offense to other passengers or are barefoot the word is vague, but it's intentional so as to leave it up to the crew's discretion. Another no-no, wearing shirts that display foul language. You are too heavy. I think we've all heard that. That is so unfortunate. Um, I'm just going to leave that alone. When a passenger is unable to sit in a seat with the seatbelt fastened, then there's a problem. You are annoying. Now that is subjective. This covers a multitude of sins, this article states. Many airlines have rules stating that a passenger may be kicked off of a flight when the passenger's conduct creates an unreasonable risk of offense or annoyance to other passengers. Vague again, which gives crew a latitude to um, decide whether they think you're uh, um, annoying or not. And that's what talking on the telephone would be for a lot of people. So that would just escalate that. And the last one is if you are handcuffed. United Airlines reserves the right to eject passengers who are um, manacled or in the custody of law enforcement personnel. Well, if they're in the custody of law enforcement personnel, I would think it would be safe, but it may make others uncomfortable. So therefore, you are not, um, they can, they do have the right to take you off. Well, that's the end of the show today. I know I didn't leave you on a high note, but the high note is it's almost summertime and we're all about to plan our vacation and I'm excited about it. So thanks for joining me. I hope I've provided some resources in today's show that inspire you, your travel juices, provided you with some valuable information for your next trip and that I've empowered you to take off and have some fun someplace in the world. This is always fun for me at the end of the show because I know that I've given you some wonderful stuff. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul, and you deserve it. Your bucket list buster is here to help you start living your dreams. Visit me on Facebook, like me on Instagram, and post some of your pictures. Doing Instagram Live on Thursday, this it's at Thursday evening, this coming Thursday, that's tomorrow um, at 7 p.m., or if you listen on, you know, I'm going to do Instagram live. Anyway, this will give you a chance to ask questions about the show and other travel topics related to today's show. We'll start this one um, about passports again. We'll talk about packing a little bit, but we'll talk about destinations. That's the fun part about it. St. Lucia. So if you're in Central Texas and 
you are interested in our bucket list buster meetup, I am very, 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 very close to a desk uh, having a, a location. I do know we're probably going to do it on May the 25th. Um, so I would love for you to join. And next week's show, I've got a super cool surprise. I almost forgot to mention it, but I've got some some friends of mine, some guests who had dreamed about going to Dubai as part of one of their bucket lists and they checked it off. They went to Dubai. So they're going to give us a call and they're going to talk to us about what it was like for them to fly to Dubai and check this really big one off of their bucket list. So that's pretty exciting. If you want to hear all about Dubai and you want to hear all about other travel news for the next week, listen in. This is your bucket list buster. Talk to you next week. Sayonara!